Hi, I'm Alex Terranova, and welcome to season one of the Trailblazers of Coaching, a group of what we might call the founders of the coaching profession. Our goal, to introduce you to some of the leaders of this rapidly growing industry and to provide history, advice, training, and some humor for all the future Trailblazers of Coaching. Your host in season one is Christopher McCullough, master certified coach, founder of Accomplishment Coaching, and a leader in the field since 1996. Joining Christopher in season one are Rich Maxwell, a professional certified coach and leader in the field since 1996. Dr. Don R. Booz, an author, professional certified coach, master practitioner in neuro-linguistic programming with a background in marriage and family therapy. Larry Williamson, a master certified coach and author, and Dr. Patrick Williams, an author, speaker, master certified coach, and psychologist turned executive coach. Welcome to the Trailblazers of Coaching. Chapter three, the hardest part of therapy, coaching, and the business of it. What about being a therapist and or a coach? Hardest thing of ther- being a therapist, hardest thing of being a coach. Feel free to play along. I think a therapist for me uh, was... Uh, it was easy to get burnout because mm-hmm. you were always dealing with major issues from suicide to whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a coach, um, I think the hardest thing is for me to watch people not taking advantage of the coaching and what it could provide. In other words, here are some tools. You can use them if you want. And a lot of people don't, or they forget, they come back, and we're, we're going over the same things. And right. If only I knew what to do. Well, yeah. last week we said, yeah. yeah. What about you guys? Hardest thing about being a coach? For you. Not telling people what to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a tendency to want to say, well, you know, I, I just, you can't be, you know, Bob Newhart, executive coach. Stop it! Oh. That doesn't work well. I think for me, it's been the fact that uh, you're fighting because you've seen something similar. You think you have an answer for this one, too. And and it's it's always an internal challenge going to really approach someone with a beginner's mind, a position of innocence, and every conversation is new. Uh, And there's always their internal self-taught mind struggle that you know, well, gosh, I wish you do, if you just do this, right. you know, then it's going to get better. And you know, you can't say that, you know, like that. And it's, it's asking those questions and getting people to think about it. And you feel really good about the direction. And then the next time you talk to them, well, I, I hadn't done that yet. Right, right. So it's yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and it's, you know, it's, it's the, I think that's part of our training is to, to be curious, to be always in a state of inquiry, to learn how to ask really yeah. good questions, to trust your instincts, to ask something that you don't really know the answer to, or that is just coming from a small inkling that you can't even put, you can't even describe what's motivating you to ask this particular question. And, you know, for me, that was hard because I, I don't consider myself an um, intuitive person. And I knew uh, you were going to say that. Thomas called that an inkle. An inkle. A pre inkling. But um, DJ Mitch was my first coach. And I said that to her on a coaching call. I said, well, I'm, I'm not a very intuitive person. And she says, stop. You are. But that muscle has atrophied because you don't use it. There you go. She said, stop it. 
<laughs> Hold it right there. I don't think she says, Hold it right there. <laughs> Let me reframe this for you. And, uh, but she says, you know, here's an exercise for you to think about doing. She says, you know, when you get that inkling, act on it. Ask a question. Put it out there. You don't have to be right. Right. It's, and, and she was exactly right. And I, you know, I, can't, I use that so often. I said, you know, this may or may not be relevant, but I'm going to, let's throw it against the wall and see if anything sticks. And, you know, as often as not, I'm not right in my own mind, but it takes the conversation in a direction that the client needed. And that's coming from acting on the intuition, even though if I, I can't quite tell you why I was motivated to do that. So it's always being in that state of inquiry. I give, I give it three. Like if I've got, if I have an intuitive hit on something, I'll let it go the mm -hmm. first time. But if it comes back two more times, I'm mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah. What about you? The hardest thing about being a coach? Well, and let me go back to being a therapist because even yeah. though I was coach-like as a therapist, I, I didn't like to see people's broken. I thought the diagnoses were bullshit in most cases. Maybe in a psychiatric hospital, and yet when I had people who ended up being memories of being an incest survivor or kids who were abused or broken marriages or multiple personalities in a couple of cases. I not only was fascinated, I was concerned with, holy crap, you know, and I go to court as an expert witness in a custody of Alan going, what an imposter. I'm being sworn in as an expert. So as a coach, I was like, oh, I get paid for not being an expert. And yet the hardest part about being a coach was not to get bored with clients who probably should have been done, but I thought, well, they're still paying me. They still get some out of conversation. And then the running the business part, that was a hard part. Clear. So I started a coaching school instead. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just focus on the stuff you that know. I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> You might, want to, you might want to cut this out, but I would just had a, I remember having the, uh, a client one time look at me and go, you asked too many questions. And it's the only time I'd ever had that happen, I'm thinking, that's what we've done. That's <laughs> <my> <laughs> I'll tell you this, I, uh, I don't often answer my own question, but I was completely unprepared when I started a coaching school for how much bad coaching I have to listen to. Mm, years yeah. and years mm. and years mm. of terrible coaching. Uh -huh. I'm still like, there's got to be a way to do this without having to listen to all that bad coaching. So when you figure it out, let me know. Thanks for hanging out with the Trailblazers of Coaching. Who's a coach or leader you know that needs to hear or see these episodes? Share it with one person today. We believe everyone is capable of success and is entitled to living a healthy, powerful, loving, and adventurous life. And we know that becomes even more possible through the power of coaching. We hope you enjoyed this episode, learned something, and you join us again. Maybe one day you will also become a trailblazer of coaching.